everyone. Welcome to the Switch the Pitch podcast, the podcast for those of us with resting pitch face. My name is Araceli Villanueva, and I'm the official reporter for Sporting Kansas City and LAFC. And this is the audio aspect of the overall Switch to Pitch media experience that includes online articles at switchtopitchsoccer.com and fun interactive content on our website and all of our social media accounts. I'm Michelle Hutink, the official reporter for LA Galaxy. I want to tell you all a little bit about us. Switch the Pitch, formerly MLS Female, is a woman-owned, staffed, and operated media outlet dedicated to bringing you new perspectives on the beautiful game. What does it mean to switch the pitch? In soccer, switching the pitch or field means to pass the ball a long way across the field. Attacking teams switch the pitch if they aren't having success creating offensive chances on the original side. We believe that traditional sports media isn't successful in connecting to all supporters or potential supporters. We want to change the game by telling the story from a different perspective. Effectively, switch the, switching the pitch of soccer media to be more inclusive and accessible. My name is Silvana Budesheim. I'm the official reporter for the New York Red Bulls. Switch the Pitch is so much more than the articles on the website. With our social media team and our photographers, we also are able to offer interactive and visual connections with MLS fans. Make sure that you find us on Twitter and Instagram at SwitchThePitch1 and Facebook at fb.me slash SwitchThePitchSoccer. And I am Darby. I am the official Houston Dynamo reporter for Switch the Pitch. I'm also the podcast project manager. And today is my birthday. And I haven't always been a big birthday person in the past, but my extroverted self is really struggling this year with all the social distancing going on. And so I am eternally grateful for my Switch the Pitch sisters who have agreed to jump on a a Skype call for my birthday party. And I'm even more excited that we're going to be able to record the craziness and call it a podcast. (laughs) I am so grateful for this group of ladies from all around the country. And I want to talk about that a little bit more as we dive into how we all came to switch the pitch and the gifts that the group has given us um, as, as we're a part of that team. So let's get into that. But I also do want to take just a second to let Mandy introduce herself because she didn't have a spot at the beginning of the podcast. So why don't you get us started, Mandy? All right. Uh, My name is Mandy and I am the official NYCFC reporter for Switch the Pitch. And I just kind of had seen Switch the Pitch on Twitter for a little bit um, through Kiera. I follow her because of NYCFC and all I knew was that it was a group of ladies that wrote about the beautiful game and I saw that they were posting positions for more writers and I don't have a degree in English or anything but I do love writing. I remember when I was younger I would write stories for my cats and my favorite cartoons. And so I was like, you know what? Let's give this a shot. Soccer is something I'm very passionate about. And I applied and these guys offered me a a spot doing this. 
So I've only gotten to write a couple articles because I joined right before coronavirus struck us all. So it, I have only had a couple articles again. So it's wonderful to be here, though. Um, it's definitely been a lot of fun learning about everybody and how they've come into the soccer world. And I'm really looking forward to seeing where this takes me. Um, I feel like there's a lot of good opportunities and I can't wait to get to write more and be more included in this process. All right. So uh, again, I'm Michelle and I'm the official reporter for LA Galaxy. And I got into Switch the Pitch because I went back into the black hole that is Twitter. And <laughs> I followed very few accounts at the time. Um, I hadn't been on Twitter in a while and I just decided one day to see you know, what was going on. And I'd been following LA Galaxy since 2005, um, but I think... I posted one thing. I think the Galaxy were doing some contest. If you take your, you know, picture with a, it was like a Robbie Keane cardboard cutout, wherever, you know, through a drive-through window. So that was like the last thing I posted. I think it was like 2014 or something like that. And so when I had got back on, I mean, this was like 2000, almost 2018, and I saw, oh, LA Galaxy has an entire community. Oh wait, there's a group of females who are reporting on this. And I saw that they, that at the time MLS female needed a reporter for LA galaxy. And I felt that call. I felt the pull <laughs> and I, I felt like it was me, but at the time in my personal life, I mean, I was struggling with um, depression and, you know, all these different things and heartbreak and whatnot. And, um, but when I felt that it gave me a spark and my roommate at the time encouraged me, yeah, go ahead, submit submit an article. I thought I was just going to be a contributor. And then, of course, our original creators at the time, uh, Liz and Dana, had encouraged me, like, oh, we really would like you to be our official reporter. So with that, I just decided to say yes to life. And it literally, and I don't know if this could happen with, with really any other team because LA Galaxy are high profile. I know I sound like I'm gonna go ahead and revel in our history here but, but when you think of of U.S. soccer you do think of LA Galaxy and they did set the the bar for a lot of the teams and, and thankfully I'm glad you know the expansion that it's had and the growth that it's had and I love when people are hating on us so um when when I decided to go ahead and, and be the reporter it was literally an overnight change though where they connected me with the previous uh, reporter, which is Allison. I don't know if anybody here really knows her, but um, she still has a Twitter presence. And she had gotten hired by the front office of LA Galaxy, so she connected me with the PR people. Um, I had, I was, I'm a teacher. I have a degree in in English, um, but I didn't see myself as a journalist or as a reporter. So it was a whole new world for me, and to be literally kind of thrown in to the launch party. And where you're interviewing the players, the coach, um, you know, they're sporting the new kit. And I, I really had no idea. But luckily, everybody was really collaborative. Because in L.A., you get told everything's really competitive. And I really wasn't expecting, like, a warm welcome. But that's what Switch the Pitch gave me, the, the opportunity, the new skills, goals that I was able to set for myself and make uh, because of 
LA Galaxy, I had the confidence when the U.S. men were in camp to go ahead and reach out with my media credentials and decide to uh, see if I could get an interview with Jordan Morris. And yeah, I was able to, and that was, it was a, it was a whole new thing for me. I mean, yes, I felt like a 16 year old girl with a crush, um, you know, but at the same time I was like, well, then I, this is something I could really see myself doing like, this is, you know, podcasting and reporting the, you know, women in, in sports journalism specifically, especially as a woman of color, you don't really see yourself you know, you didn't know this was a, a, an option. And now that it was, it opened up this whole world and these, all these new skills and empowerment. And uh, because of this, I mean, I've found love in the, in the soccer community. I have found um, longtime friends. It feels like I've got a whole new family. And yes, my sister's here. I switched the pitch. How about you, Araceli? No, I think a lot of people, you know, kind of know my story and how I became this kind of uh, reporter, especially here in my hometown in Kansas City. And I've been like professionally um, covering Sporting Kansas City for a good three, four years. And fortunately, um, Dana, you know, one of our founders for MOS Female, she's also a Kansas City native. So she had been following my work, per se, for the past couple of seasons. And when LASC came into fruition, um, she had reached out, you know, that we have this site, we're brand new, and, you know, we need a reporter for LAFC to see if I was interested. Since I had been out to Los Angeles several times, and I still continue to travel out there. So... <clears throat> I figured it would be a good challenge for me having, you know, kind of kind of helped me get out of my comfort zone because I love what I do. I love my hometown. I love sporting. Everyone knows that. But to kind of help, like I said, get me out of that comfort zone to challenge myself, I took it as a good opportunity. And what really attracted me to MLS Female was it was female run, female staffed. And up until that point, all the blogs that I had been previously part of were all men, or I had only been the only female. So it was a nice change in perspective and seeing how other uh, like-minded women viewed the sports as we do. And what I love about it is it gives us this sense of empowerment that we're kind of these trailblazers now in this new, well, not necessarily new world, but helping encourage women like hey you know we can do it you can do it too and also too i think she just needed someone to help combat the galaxy side because the rivals between the galaxy and lafc that needed some perspective <laughs> and i have just been fortunate to you know like what michelle was saying you know have a whole new family um, have two soccer families now, and it's just an incredible blessing. So for me, um, I am really bad at being a casual part of anything. Anytime I join a group, anytime I, I join a club or, or anything like that, it's always like, 
there's work to be done. I'll sign up to volunteer. I'll do, I'll do extra stuff. Um, I mean, if, when, when I was in the supporters group, the, the first supporters group I was in, I, I was immediately recruited to be on the, on the leadership team for that. I mean, that's just kind of what I do. And my husband knows that I kind of engage with things that way. Like I don't, I don't really get into something unless I have a job to do when I'm there. Um, Cause I don't like to be bored. And he literally was just scrolling through Twitter one night and saw one of the calls for, Hey, we're looking for, for a writer. And he sent it to me and was like, is this you? And I thought, well, I don't know, maybe it is me. We'll see. And, um, you know, sent an email in and thought, you know, we'll try this out. We'll see how this goes. And I mean, it's been like, it's been amazing. I mean, even, even in all of the other groups that I'm in, just because of the, the way that I, the way that I am, I'm, I'm not a tomboy, but I'm not like a girl's girl either. And most of the groups that I'm in, like they're, it's, it's a bunch of guys. The, the supporters group was a whole bunch of guys on the leadership and I was the girl. Um, I, I often refer to myself in a lot of the soccer communities as, as I am the village thought, you know, I'm that hoe over there. Um, I'm, I'm the one and only girl in all of these things. <laughs> oh, I wish Syl had been unmuted for that. I saw her laughing so hard. <laughs> I'm telling you, you know, we, we were muting ourselves to you know be polite so that everyone can hear us but I can see all of us laughing at everything the other people are saying and it's really worthwhile just you know you you, if you can join us for you know observer only you're gonna get such a kick out of our facial expressions I promise (laughs) but yeah so so I was always you know the the girl voice in the in the group the the woman uh opinion and so to jump into this group, I, like, I was actually really nervous at first because I was like, oh, girls don't like me and girls don't get along with me because I'm too strong headed and I say what I mean way too much. And, you know, in, in joining this group and getting into our, our offsite communication channels, I was like, oh, my people, you're just like me. <laughs> it's like. I love all of you so much because everybody is, you know, you you are the women that I have waited my whole life to be friends with. And I've met almost none of you face to face, which is, you know, kind of kind of a, a testament to the world that we live in these days. And especially these days where, um, you know, when I thought, what am I going to do for my birthday? I'm sitting at home by myself all day. And I was like. I am totally having a birthday party with my sisters from Switch the Pitch. And, you know, maybe later this evening I'll have a different one with some of my other friends. But but realistically, like, you guys were absolutely the first people I wanted to spend my afternoon with. And I appreciate y'all so, so much. Thank you so much for making my birthday a happy one and, and for being the group of ladies that, that I wanted to spend my day with. Y'all are awesome. <laughs> Happy birthday. Yay. Thank you. Happy birthday. birthday. We'll spare you guys the singing. (laughs) (laughs) Happy birthday. Probably for the best. (laughs) So um, I know I mentioned it on uh, 
the previous podcast that it's really easy in the New York market to ignore soccer entirely. One team, two teams, three teams, if you also count the Cosmos or you count Sky Blue or you count, there's so many many soccer teams in this area and you almost never see them on television. You don't see them in newsprint, anything along those lines. So when I brought my kids to the soccer game at, at Red Bull Arena, I was like, oh my gosh, look at all of this stuff. You know, everything's here. This is a really great place. This is a really great um, team. You know, they're actually doing soccer things. It's not like herd ball, you know, it's not like, you know, sloppy, sad soccer. It's real soccer, you know. And of course, I was there and I saw Terry Henry and I had no idea who Terry Henry was at the time. And now I could probably kick myself because I was like, oh my gosh, you know, one of, the Invincibles. <laughs> I, yeah, I watched him play, and yeah, it was all right, but I had no idea what I was looking at. So I got into uh, Switch the Pitch, well, MLS Female at the time, uh, because somebody on Twitter said, hey, they're doing some really great stuff over there, and saw that they didn't have a Red Bulls reporter. So I found another soccer season ticket holder who couldn't make it to a game and he was like here you can have my tickets and I went with my son and afterwards I took and I took notes on like a little notepad during the game yeah it definitely was it was uh Columbus crew uh I believe it was Iguain broke his elbow in the first 10 minutes of the game. So there was a good six minute delay in the first half. And we're sitting there looking at the stoppage time, like this is going to be nuts. So, but I remember taking notes about it and writing a really, really dry, boring write up of that game. It's like, I think they tied or something. I don't even know anymore, but um, you know, I started looking for more soccer stuff. I started trying to find those uh, reporters and find those uh, pundits and all that sort of stuff on Twitter. I figured Twitter is a, a, an amazing way to connect to people. And, you know, the, sometimes the best thing about contacting famous people on Twitter is they write, write back to you. And sometimes the worst thing about Twitter is that they write back to you. So that's been uh, you know, kind of hit or miss. But I, I got to say, not with uh, soccer people. I got in touch with people like Alexi Lawless, Rob Stone from Fox Sports, um, Eric Winalda, and just making these connections with these people. They're happy to do it. And that's something that's so beautiful about the soccer community. You know, they love to talk about the game. They love to hear people talk about the game. Um, A lot of people, and I know it's kind of like what Darby said, it's very hard to see, you know, when you're the only you know, woman in the room, how, and you kind of get a little self-conscious about how you might be treated, but that's never been a problem in a soccer uh, situation. Uh, The first time I walked in with a press pass, you know, I met a whole bunch of writers who were like, oh yeah, come on, sit down. You know, you can sit at our table, you know, that sort of thing. And uh, I kind of have taken, have taken that myself so that anytime I see a new person walk into the press room, they had that same look on their face and I do the same thing. I'm like, 
you can come sit with us. It's okay. Come sit down to, you know, where do you, you know, where are you from? What are you writing for? You know, who got you here? And uh, very often it's high school and college students who are, you know, kind of being forced by their professors and teachers to get more experience and get out there, you know, and, and, um, you know, credit to the Red Bulls giving them the press passes and letting them in. But once that happens, it's kind of up to the rest of us. I very much like referring to all of us, the people who uh, go to all of the Red Bulls games as the Red Bull press corps and how I've made connections with those people. Um, I've been on podcasts, I've been on radio shows, I've interviewed and been interviewed uh, by some of these other writers just to uh, kind of build that community and make it the the thing that I didn't see go, coming into it. You know, and I definitely think that's uh, something important that we're that we're doing here uh, at Switch the Pitch. Now, especially since we've rebranded, you know, MLS Female was great. And it was, uh, you know, kind of life changing for me. Um, switch the pitch is that next level. I think that's what we're doing here so that we find. And it's so funny, you know, when Darby was saying, I found my people. I think all of us were like, yes, me too. Me too. <laughs> and, you know, and saying, oh, but I'm opinionated and I don't get along with girls. I don't get along with, you know, other women. They they don't feel the same way I feel, but now we're finding each other. And that's, you know, definitely something that we're looking for, you know, from around the country. I know that there's people, there's, there's writers out there, people who are interested in possibly maybe writing or taking pictures or, you know, creating something, some other art, you know, along those lines, you know, and it's for a team that we don't have coverage of yet. And I think that's, this is our opportunity to kind of say, Hey, you know, we're here and we found each other and, you know, you can find us too. So that's really important to, uh, uh, to keep, uh, keep that going, going, <laughs> going forward. Yeah, def- definitely a plug right here in the middle of everything for, you know, we, we have got spots open in a lot of the MLS teams where, you know, if, if you happen to stumble across this or, or anything else and are interested in being a part of this awesome group of ladies, um, you know, definitely slide into our DMs on, on Twitter, on Instagram, and let us know if you want to come and be a part of this team, because we obviously um, have a great deal of love for one another, and it's awesome. So now I, I, I also want to take another commercial break just because it's my birthday and I'm curious. We're going to do unofficial sponsorships today. My birthday is being brought to you by St. Arnold's five o'clock pills because it's too early for bourbon. <laughs> and I know, um, so I tell you, you were, you were drinking something. And I, when I first saw it, I thought you had like one of those kids yogurt things. I was like, <laughs> Oh, she's eating like one of those little yogurt sleeves. And then you were like, it's a wine cooler. What are you drinking, ma'am? <laughs> I am drinking KC Wine Co's Vine Coolers Lemon Cello, and they're known for like their wine slushies. And given the current pandemic, they can't sell them like they normally do. So they found out a way to create these little wine coolers that's super easy. There's like a dozen, four different flavors. Just stick it in the freezer for like 20 minutes and instant wine slushie. 
absolute best, and it tastes amazing. Awesome. <laughs> what are you drinking, Mandy? I am drinking a Winking Owl Moscato from yours truly at Aldi's for $3.50 a bottle. And right. it's it's not the best I've had, but it's really good for three fifty. <laughs> I'm I'm tagging all of these companies in our podcast promotions. We need sponsorships, y'all. <laughs> Feel free to sell more. Right, right. Yeah. Please keep keep our podcast going. Send alcohol. Send more. <laughs> hey, if Coors Light can hook that lady up, I think they can hook us right? up. Yeah. Yes, especially Wineco because they—that's a drive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely send that to my house. Um. What's Michelle drinking? Anything? Uh, I have Stater Brothers Pure Water because when you're drinking so much, you do have to stay hydrated. <laughs> and there are she no said. rules in quarantine, but I am on the the west coast and uh it's barely noon here so i i've had breakfast at least but i wasn't ready to crack opening my vodka <laughs> you said dd for got. today at least there are plans you know <laughs> there there are plans but um the grocery store didn't have orange juice so i wasn't ready to sit here and take vodka shots quite yet <laughs> emphasis on yet so, so you're drinking something out of a mug I am. I am teetotaling it right now. I don't usually. I don't. Uh, I, I I drink with the best of them, and I usually have uh, Budweiser or Sam Adams or Moscato or you know myself. But today I'm sticking with um, Celestial Seasonings Tension Tamer. Ooh, You're not amen. Oh, like, I love it. I, you know, I just need. I, I definitely, there is rum in my future. I have a bottle of Captain Morgan downstairs. <laughs> But um, yeah. But yeah, for now, for now, I'm sticking with the tea. There you go. Yeah. So I have a question. Um, from from everything that everybody said, I want to call out Mandy for her articles because your articles have been fun. But I heard in what you were talking about that you used to write for your cats. And you yeah. used to write, you know, and, and I would just like to introduce an idea of going back to your roots. And if we can't actually watch real sports right now, I mean, what, what you're describing, it's fan fiction, right? Yes. It's, you're you're 100% so. fanfic. Right? So, so give us an article. Give us something like a soccer fanfic. <laughs> oh, write a soccer <laughs> fanfic. You know, oh, right. my goodness. Mr. Cat, you know, make it fun. You what, know, what I did name, write about at this point. Exactly. I did name my cat after Maximiliano Morales. So I'm sure I could come up with something for him. There you go. So yeah, you guys <laughs> keep an ear out or an eye out for Mandy's next fanfic article. I love go. it. I'm, I'm, I'm assigning you now. <laughs> I will work Adventures on it tonight. Max Morales. <laughs> or submit yeah. it to MLS. They're doing the pets of Instagram right now. That's right. There you go. Maxie's already been featured on NYCFC's Twitter for the cats of NYCFC. So I guess I have to make him an Instagram or something. (laughs) 
it is I mean how many people are starting their pets Instagrams right now way too many (laughs) well that is 100% my one of my favorite things you know watching everybody trying to come up with content and MLS trying to come up with content it's like it's like we know people love their pets here's you know Atlanta United's puppy like all of that kind of stuff that's going on it's oh I'm I'm a hundred percent here for for ma- live mascots. <laughs> I can do something with that. You might see me tweet later about do you have a pet that's named after an MLS team or a player? Let me know. <laughs> there you go. Even though there's no content as far as like live games go, I I do think there is plenty happening across the league. Everybody's um trying to work on encouraging people to stay home and like we're staying home together so I know there's EMLS going on um you know later on there's if I you know I don't know if you want to edit this part out in case Araceli's not ready but um she's working on an article (laughs) what the league is doing um, (coughs) on while we're we're in social distancing I don't really want to call it quarantine because we're not all like sick but um yeah, so, you know, we, we are working on things in, in content, and I know the league all together is really coming together and trying to support food banks, and, um, you know, they're they're also, especially with the LA Galaxy, looking at the history of things, like, you know, who would you want to have on your all-time team, you know, and then, like, Jorge Campos had come up, and that was, like, talk about 696, you know, <laughs> like, and the fans back then, and, and those kinds of conversations, so as far as content goes, I mean, it it is there, and we're we at Switch the Pitch are looking to to bring all of that content together. And I love how you kind of plugged my article, which is perfectly fine. Um, it's I'm still working on it. It's almost done. The only thing that's delaying it, it still is the MLS, uh, the league with their statements. That's basically turning into almost weekly statements. So as soon as I try to write. You know, we're looking at this day for a restart. MLS is, oh, no, now it's in June. Like, yeah. okay. <laughs> Luckily, already... there's, there's simple edits, but it just gets a little, like, come on, you know? <laughs> I noticed one of the things that a lot of people are asking about is how are the teams treating their game day staff? And it's like it's one thing for them to say, oh, well, you know, if the players take a cut, then the players take a cut. If the training staff takes a cut, you know, or if the front office is furloughed. But a lot of people don't immediately realize that game day staff is just people from the town where the stadium is. They're the daily concession people they're the daily you know security guard they're the person who you know runs that magnet wand over the the uh the people coming in you know it's those people who you see them all the time but you don't look at them you know what are they doing they they were only getting paid to show up on game day and now they're not getting anything because there's no game day to go to so uh it's you know that's something that has you know caught us it's starting to catch a lot of people's attention it's something that you know we I would love to look into and I would love to hear from teams about that because that's uh definitely you know those those are people who need help as well 
you know, if they're furloughed, if they're, uh, you know, out of work entirely, if that was only, you know, something that made ends meet or was a little extra and then they're not getting their regular paycheck from their day job during the week, what's going on with them? So that's, you know, that's something that I haven't heard as much about as I would like to. Right. I've, I've been wondering the same thing because, you know, there's, there's club staff, uh, there's front office staff and those sorts of things, but, but most of the folks that I interact with day to day on game day are, are BBVA stadium staff. And mm-hmm. those guys, you know, I mean, you, you can't make a, make a living working as a game day staff whenever we have like two home games a month. Right. And mm-hmm. I actually figured out really quickly. Um, I remember one day last year going to, um, we have Toyota center. That's just kind of down and around the corner from BBVA. And um, it's a, like a concert venue a lot of the time. And I went to a Smashing Pumpkins concert at Toyota Center like two days after a Dynamo game and ran into my favorite ticket guy, like the guy that takes my ticket and gives me my supporter section um, bracelet. I was like, Christopher, what are you doing here? He says, you know, I can't just work for one place. So he he actually works for a lot of the different kind of sports and entertainment venues in the area, um, kind of doing the same gig at all the locations. And I wonder, like, like shout out to Christopher, my favorite ticket guy at BBVA Stadium. Um, 100% got me into the supporter section, nudge, nudge, wink, wink, for the Tigres game when my tickets were probably <laughs> off somewhere else. Um, he's he's just a super awesome guy. And 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 I worry about the the stadium staff because I know that that the Dynamo are trying to take care of those people. But, you know, the, the Dynamo can't be responsible for the stadium staff as well because there's just so many of them. And... Mm-hmm you know, what's, what's really going on with those people. It's, it's rough and my heart goes out to them. So if anyone has any information, please sure, be sure to let us know and we'll, uh, we'll make sure everyone else is aware of it too. Okay. Well, that's going to do it for us today on switch the pitch podcast, the podcast for those of us with resting pitch face. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us. And you can find us again at switch the pitch soccer.com Twitter and Instagram at switch the pitch one and on facebook at fb.me slash switch the pitch soccer thank you so much uh, for joining us and we look forward to talking to you again soon